0: No, I'm serious, Jubes. Don't mind that. Do you get it? So, but if you were to just be honest to yourself, say, look, I'm being, I'm not a fool. I'm just being foolish. Means you I'm behaving like one. You will you will change your ways. Hallelujah. So things must be identical. Sometimes the devil just empowers you. Your network doesn't work, it only works when the preaching starts. Then your messages are come. So you you begin to itch. I need to reply to them. By the time you finish, the preaching is over. Meanwhile, that is how God is bringing improvement to your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Back to what we're saying. So I said, the word, it says, as newborn babies, as children, as people intending to grow in the word of God, desire the sincere milk of the word that you will grow thereby. He says, what will make you grow? Is the word of God. He calls the word of God here milk. Milk so that we can understand. When you have a baby, the only babies live on breast milk. God has made breast milk such that it has everything a baby needs. So when you see children who are less than six months and their parents are giving them um, apple juice, um, anything else, their parents are just trying to be fancy. It's not like when they don't get the apple juice or watermelon or that thing. What they call purity? Look like someone had a lot of purity when you were young. Yeah, we can tell from the color of your skin when, if, and we can tell if you didn't. So you can just check out your neighbor. Did did you or did you not? Uh huh. So taboo until your baby is six months. When they are asking you for purity, it's not a necessity. It's not. God has put what the baby needs in the breast milk. Everything. All the purity. It's even stronger than the purity. That's why by law, you must breastfeed your baby at least six months. If you don't, you should be arrested. No, you are laughing, but it's true. No, you you are laughing, but it's true. You must breastfeed your baby six months. So he uses milk... How much the baby needs milk and how good the milk is to the baby to explain to us how good the word of God is and how needed the word of God is or needful it is for us. Hallelujah. So he says, like the way a baby needs milk, you too as a Christian desire God's word. Now when you do that, And you taking God's word, what will happen is that you will grow, you will grow, you will grow. It's it's there. That ye may grow thereby. Through it you may grow. That ye may grow thereby. You can put your name there. That Nanini may grow thereby. That bootleg may grow thereby. So if you are not growing, it means you are not taking God's word seriously. That's why you can have people who have been in the church for a long time. But there's no church. They are as carnal as briarwood. I said they are as carnal as a stone. No, they've been in the church long. Then you have somebody just come into the church. Two, three months. You see, the person is growing. You wonder, what's, the, what, what's happening? Maybe pastor doesn't like the old guy. He only likes the new guy. Okay, maybe because the new person is a girl and the old person is a boy. So that's why pastor gives the girl more attention. than. Or because the new person is rich and the old person is poor. That, no! It's, it's your interaction and intercourse with the word of God. That's what makes all the difference. It says, through the word, you will grow. This year, don't blame the pastor that you are not growing blame yourself. That's why I told you, that's why I started by laying the foundation. If your phone is preventing you from hearing the word of God, then your phone's battery is the devil. Because you have come this morning to hear the word of God. That's why you have come. And through the word of God, you grow. Through the word of God, you grow. If you think I'm lying, give yourself six months with the word of God. If you don't grow, Stop the church. No, as the pastor, I'm giving you, we can sign a contract. Six months with, I'm going to show you how to take the word of God. Six months with the word of God. If you don't see any spiritual growth in your life, I give you the permission. Not only stop the church, stop going to church completely. Don't go to even any other church. Go and sit at home and listen to reggae music. Because the Bible says that through the word, you walk grow through the word I will grow through the word we will grow hallelujah so we really need a way of constantly having the word now let's talk with your mind still on babies how often yes much how often does your child eat you are even giving the child milk already how often does your child eat Every two to three hours. Every two to three hours. So it means in 24 hours, the child will eat about six to eight times. Between six and 12 times. Or between eight and 12 times. Yeah, eight to 12. How often do you interact with God's word in a day? No, so many of us, it's once a week. The church is very quiet today because of the type of message I'm preaching. But I'm not discouraged because I knew that you will, you will be quiet. <laughs> I mean, if you are not quiet, what are you going to say? Tell me, Be honest. What are you going to be saying at this time? And the church is also very hot. I don't know why. Reverend David, the church is hot. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. God bless you. Hey. Ah, okay, good. Hallelujah. Say amen. Amen. We need to have a way that we interact with God's word regularly. Psalm 1 verse 1, let's look at that scripture. Bible says, blessed is the man who walks not in the way of sinners, sits in the path of scornful, mockers. But verse 2, he says, but his delight, his delight, his excitement is in the law of the Lord. That is the word of God. And in this word or in this law, does he meditate what day and night? The word of God is like a medication; you take it day and night, day and night. He says, "In the Lord does he meditate day and night, morning and evening." Pastor, so are you saying that we should read the Bible in the morning and the in- read the Bible in the morning, read the Bible in the evening, read the Bible all day, read the Bible every time, whatever you do, read the Bible. I said, read the Bible in the morning, read the Bible in the evening, read the Bible anytime, read the Bible once a day, twice a day, anytime. But whatever you do, read the Bible. Once you are awake, read the Bible. When you wake up every day, look, this Friday, I I experienced something that, I don't know, it blew my mind. I had just gotten home. We had planned some, I had a funeral yesterday. So we're going up and down, doing all kinds of things. Then I got home in the evening, 10-something. When I entered my house, I just drank a cup of coffee. When I finished, no, I got a phone call. Somebody was sick. We were rushing to the hospital. So just jumped back into my car, to the hospital. Now, everything went well. The person is fine. We are all happy. The Lord has been good to us. But when we got to the hospital, we realized that private hospital, big hospital, do you know what they said to us after a while? They said they are transferring the patient to the Hilton Hospital because there's no bed at that hospital. And they had checked all the hospitals in Marysburg that they can transfer. There are no beds available. Then I said, wow. It's not only the nightclubs that are full on Friday nights. Hospitals are also full. Where's Prince? Uh Hospitals are also full. I was surprised. Look, we sat there till around midnight and then finally they were not getting a bed at Hilton as well. Then finally they got a bed and they kept the patient there. It's like hospitals are full. Did you know that hospitals are full? Now, we should have thought about it because the way I struggled to get a place to park at that time of the night at the hospital, it should have revealed to me that the place is full. And you are sitting at home just changing channels. And you are all good. It's a blessing from God. So when you sleep and you wake up, God has given you another opportunity to move forward in life, to develop your relationship with him. So once you wake up, That's when you must read your Bible. Read your Bible now to make sure that we read our Bibles regularly. We need a system. How many of you agree that you need a system? How many of you read your Bible every day? Close your eyes, everybody. Close your eyes so you don't you don't copy your neighbor's work. Close your eyes. It's a very close your eyes, Andile. Close your eyes. Good. I don't want you to copy your neighbors aside. How many of you read your Bible every day? Lift your right hand. Good. How many of you read your Bible maybe once every other day? Lift your hand. Your neighbor's eyes are closed so they don't see you. How many of you read your Bible maybe once a week? How many of you hear of the Bible only when you come to church? Okay, powerful. Open your eyes now. Now, between you and I, we have... Pastor church member confidentiality. Do you get it? So I will not tell your neighbor your answer. Put your hands together for your pastor. Good. So we all realize that this is a problem for us as Christians. And if we don't develop a system where, which makes us read the Bible, we will not read our Bibles. Not because we are evil. Because that's how we are. It's not a habit that we have. If it's a habit, something like brushing your teeth. It's a habit that we have acquired. Not that we like brushing our teeth. Or we like the taste of toothpaste in our mouth. Do you get it? Now, every toothpaste has a name. Toothpaste is not called Colgate. Do you guys see any? You see Pepsi there. So, let me, give me, give me the Colgate. No, it's Pepsodent. Colgate is the name of a brand of toothpaste. Okay, this is just by the way. It just came up. I mean, some things come by the way. Another thing that is just by the way is, when you meet somebody and you say, how are you? And the person says, I am well and you, or I'm fine and you. You don't respond by, I am well and you. (laughs) Again, Say amen. amen. So, I've met Reverend D. So, Rev D, how are you? Then I say, I'm fine. And you? <laughs> oh! And we say it all the time, or you say it all. At least I know I don't say it all the time. And you? It's like the and you is part of the response. It, it's basically you are not even thinking of what you are saying. <laughs> you have just asked me, "How am I?" Then anyway, that's my. Right. But we're on toothpaste. It's not like. We like the taste of toothpaste in our mouth. That's why we brush. It's a habit your parents forced you to acquire, hopefully. Should we go through the exercise again? How many of you brush your teeth once a day? Should we go through it? No, it's not good. It's not a good thing to go through. But you get the message, ne? At least once a day, you must brush your teeth. And you brush your teeth because they forced you as a child. Oh, yeah. Go and brush your teeth. Meanwhile, you have already started it. Oh, so go and brush your teeth. Oh, then you go and brush it. Even when you go, you don't brush it. Either, then you come back gradually. Gradually. Go. So if you don't brush your teeth, you won't eat. Then you are angry. Then you, like that. But after some time, you yourself, it now became something that you do. So when you wake up, you just go and brush your teeth. When you wake up, you just go and brush it. Then as you grew, you understood personal hygiene. So now you brush it well. Then some of you also take it to World Cup. So you now you start flossing. You start uh, You start using mirrors, all kinds of That's also fine. But what am I saying? What I'm saying is that you were taught a, a system. So it makes you do it. The same way when it comes to God, God's Word. If you don't get a system that makes you read the Word, you will just overlook it. The way life also is. By the time you realize you didn't wake up early, then by the time your time is running, you are rushing with everything. But also, when I come back from school, then you go to school. Then when you get to school, it's like, oh, when I come, when you come back, there are other things assigned. By the time of the day is over, we are in the next day. Not that you hate the Bible, but you don't have a system that makes you read it all the time. And I pray that as a church, we will acquire a way by which we study and read the Bible all the time. What is the reason why we must read the Bible? So that we will grow. So that we will grow. Hallelujah. I want, to read a, I want to read something small from this book, and then we'll go on. Something little from this book. So we are learning to read the Bible by having our quiet time regularly. What is a quiet time? Quiet time is a time that you set aside every day to read the Bible. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Exodus 34. I'm reading from the book. It says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Hew thee two tablets or two tables of stone, like unto the first, and I will write upon these tables the word that were in the first tables. Which thou breakest, so don't be surprised. God gave Moses a table, a tablet. He spot it. So then, if your phone, phone also gets spot, you are not the first. Do you get it? Yeah. So let's go on. It says, "And be ready in the morning, and come up in the morning unto the mount Sinai." So the mountain was called Sinai. And present thyself there to me in the top of the mountain. And no man shall come up with thee. Neither let any man be seen throughout all the mount. Neither let the flocks nor the heads feed before the mount. And he hewed two tables of stone like unto the first. And Moses rose up early in the morning and went up unto the Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him. And he took in his hand the two tables of stone. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Here is an amazing scripture. Exodus 34. Here is an amazing scripture that God used to introduce the system of having quiet time, which is a way to make us read the Bible every day and a way to help us interact with God every day. He said to Moses, come onto the mountain. And when you are coming up onto the mountain, come with two tables or two tablets. Now, For you to have an effective quiet time, one of the things you need to do is to have the tools for quiet time, which is a Bible and a notebook. I said a Bible and what? A notebook. notebook. Now, because of the modern world, we now have smartphones. So you can have your Bible on your phone and a notebook on your phone. How many of you have Bibles on your phone? You have a Bible on your phone. Oh, please, raise your, if you, because I'm coming to look at it. So, if you don't, don't, hey. You have a Bible on your phone. (laughs) Good. You have a Bible either on your phone or on your tablet. You do not have one on your phone or on your tablet. Give me a wave. You don't have a Bible, a Bible, Bible, on your phone or your tablet. You don't have, do you have one? You have it wonderful you don't have do you have a smartphone you also don't have a, i mean it's like you are not smart hey, sorry you don't have a smart <laughs> no 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 that was a a glitch okay you don't have a smartphone okay you you don't have it on you you have a smart device but it's not on you where is it it's at home Cannot move, immobile, static, too big. What is it? Is it a tablet, a computer? It's a tablet. Okay, good. Now, basically, what I'm saying is that the world has made it very easy for us to have these tools, a Bible and a notebook. So if you don't have it, you have a smartphone, you don't have download the Bible. It's so important. Or else, you can't read your Bible every day because one of the things that make you read something or use something, is the accessibility. The fact that I can just stretch my hand and take it. You can just, oh, it's just, I don't, it's not now I have to go and knock the door open, then climb up the wardrobe and get it. It's just next to me. It makes it easier for you to read. That's the first thing. And then the second tablet is, or the second, which is the notebook, is for you to write down whatever God says to you, or whatever you learn. Okay. And then God says to Moses, come In the morning God gives Moses a specific time to come One of the secrets of reading the Bible every day Is to have a specific time Where you read the Bible Anybody without a specific time to read the Bible Doesn't read the Bible regularly It's like a student, you don't have a timetable Students, amen It's like a student, you don't have a timetable so, when I feel like studying, I study. Or I will study. But there's no system. There's no timetable. What happens is that either you do not study at all and time just flies past. Or you will study but you will zero in on one more than the other. You, perhaps you zero in on the, the courses you like. The subjects you enjoy. The ones you understand. You will spend more time with it. At the expense of the other. But when you have a timetable, it tells you exactly what to study at what time. You don't feel like mathematics, but on the timetable, it says mathematics. You get to mathematics. Uh, Pastor, you see me, I'm not very good when it comes to mathematics because even when they say that people write 12, it looks like R to me, but I don't, I'm not sure. It's just R or 12. I'm, I'm It's mathematics time. You study mathematics. Somebody say amen. Amen. The same way when it comes to reading your Bible, you have to have a fixed time. I read my Bible at this time. So he said to Moses, come up in the morning. In the morning, not anytime you like. So God said, oh, I'm on top of the mountain. Anytime you like, come. No, come in the morning. It is good for you, Ishmael, to decide a specific time that you read the bible your choice ideally it's good you read your bible in the morning because God's word is direction that you need for the day why read the directions at the close of the day when the day is over hello why read the directions for the day at the close of day instead of at the beginning of day so I always recommend read your bible in the morning first thing in the morning Read your Bible. But you have to choose that time. That time must be convenient for you. This like sometimes some people can't read their Bibles in the morning. The way they sleep. Look, some people sleep. They wake up with an exclamation. I don't know if you understand what I mean. I mean, they wake up. You! You! Hey! It's today, Monday, or Tuesday. You see, so they wake up surprised, as though they were not planning to wake up on that day. I mean, they show 8.34. Sure, Meanwhile, you should have been awake at 6.42. And it's already 8.34. And pastor is also saying that, read your Bible. <laughs> you just say, no, pastor will not see. God will also not see. So the time has to be practical for you. But I still recommend that the earlier you do it, the better. Somebody just asked me for directions to the church. So I send them. The person is asking the directions today for next week. Not that the person has set up. They is now asking for directions. When you get to Deban and I've started preaching, you send a message and I can't respond. You'll be roaming around the whole of Deban. That's how it is when you choose. I'll read rather in the night. I read your Bible in the morning. Set a time, an unchangeable time. Don't change the time. Don't say, oh, today is 4 o'clock, tomorrow is 6.22, tomorrow next is 8.42. No. If you choose 5 to half past 5, let it be 5 to half past 5. Now, if you know you are not, you waking up at 5 a.m. is a problem for you. There's no reason. You, it doesn't make you extra spiritual. I'll, you know, Pastor, I wake up around 5 o'clock in the morning. I wake up around 4.30, then I have a cup of tea. Then after my cup of tea, then I read the Bible. Meanwhile, you know that 4.30 is even when you change the gear, you change the lane and change your gears into the fast lane to pick up your speed in your sleep. Do you see it? So, it's not practical. Set a practical time. And stay with it. As I said, set what? So, it says, come in the morning. Number two, or number three. Number one, I said the twos. Number two, I said the number number, number, number number three. God said, and no man shall come with thee to the mount. Now, this reveals to us that when you are having your quiet time, it's not a group. It's not a group. I'm waiting for my study group, and then we have a quiet time. I'm waiting for my friends. Um, no, 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 no. There's nothing like that. It's a you and God. It's you and God. That's it, one-on-one. So, you need to be in a place where you can be alone. I said you need to be in a place where you can be what? Alone. 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 Hey, pastor, but my room, we are two in the room. Yes, you be in your bed alone. You cut off yourself from your neighbor, your roommate. The person may be physically present, but you, you have no communication with the person. And hey, pastor, but my husband is always sleeping next nice to me. How am I going to help? You just excuse yourself, and you have your quiet time. And you read your Bible. If it's 20 minutes, in that 20 minutes, it's not now you read one line. say, oh honey, I like the way you are sleeping. The way you snore makes me feel excited. Ah! Concentrate. You need to be alone so that you can concentrate on God. So that you can concentrate on God. Where is my book? So that you can concentrate. He said, come alone. It's not a group. Something. I send around devotions in the month sometimes when I feel like. I'm, lately, I'm doing a study on the Word of God. I watch just the Bible. And when, I, when I'm blessed by something, I send it around. That can be your quiet time. If that is your quiet time, then I'll show you how to use it. You have to make time. You see, even that, it's good if it's your quiet time. Because I send it as and when I feel like. <laughs> I said when I feel, sometimes I don't feel like typing, so sometimes for like a whole week I don't feel like typing, so I will not type. Yesterday somebody sent to me and said, "I said that you are sharing some quiet time on Facebook. Why are you not sharing it with us?" I said, "Who are us?" He said, "Ask the people who are here." I said, "Oh, okay, no problem." Then I copied everything I'm sent to you. I just went to you and I did for it, for it, for it. Then I sent it to inbox. So imagine you fall in the category of us. You may not get it. But pray for me that I send it regularly, then that problem solved. But also, I'm saying so because I operate at different times of the day. Someday I may decide, okay, I'll send it at four. Meanwhile, your quiet time time is in the morning. Yeah, your quiet time time is in the morning. That's, that's, that's my only problem with it. But if that's what you are using for your quiet time, then you must follow this this procedure I'm giving. You separate yourself and you spend time alone reading what has been sent to you at the time that you said you read it. With nobody disturbing you. It's not as you are reading, you are not checking all your other messages, tweeting here, updating your Instagram here, updating your state. No, you just spend time with it and you read it. As you read it, God will speak to you. So you get a the time. there's no. What next? What do you do next? You create an atmosphere for God to speak to you. I say, you create an atmosphere, my time is up. You create an atmosphere for God to speak to you. Now, pastor, are you saying God cannot speak to me? It depends on where you are. I don't, I don't remember the last time anybody heard God speaking to him in a nightclub. I was in the nightclub and we were jumping, ooh, 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 and the Lord came to me and said, Have you seen it in the Bible before? When you are in a nightclub, it's demons that speak to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I've been to a nightclub before so many times. So, so, there's even one nightclub, the bouncer knows me, I know the bouncer. So many times. It's only demons that come into you. I'm very serious. I'm not joking. I don't make jokes on Sundays. No, seriously, especially when I'm preaching, it's only demons that come into you. It's only demons. No, let's be serious. Let's be. I I don't want. It sounds offensive, but that's the truth. Only demons. The more you are into unbeliever music, the more demonic you are. The more demons you have. There's a guy in the Bible. He had six thousand demons. He was living in a cemetery. That's why he had six thousand demons. Do you think if he was living in the church, he would have 6,000 demons? He was living in the cemetery. He had Mark chapter 5. He's called the Madman of Gadara. He was living in a cemetery. He had 6,000 demons. He alone, 6,000 demons were. He was rich in demons. Why? Because he was living in a cemetery. So you can't be in your room. You are not playing hip hop music. Hey, hey, what are some of their hair? Why are you pointing at juice? This is a personal attack. This is a personal attack on juice. Hold on. They don't love you like I love you. Step back. They don't love you like I love you. Then what? No, no, no. Back up. They don't love you like I love you. Step down. You, I know you don't know it. That's why I'm teaching. I'm singing it to you. I know that you don't know it. Why, why are you making it look like I said you? It's this girl who's accusing you, not me. As you are listening to it and you are good, you think God will speak to you. God will never speak to you. God will never speak to you. Yeah. You are not listening to Galagata. Galagata, you want God to speak to you. God doesn't speak to people who are busy listening to Galagata. Ah. Or your neighbors are fighting. I mean, they are fighting. One is beating the other. And you are saying, I'm very spiritual. I'm going to heaven. I'm having my quiet. God, God will never speak to you. your next door neighbor is having sex with a girl in the room and you are hearing shouts inside your room and you are doing your quiet and you are expecting God to speak to you. No, when I was in first year, I had a roommate like that first year. Look. By the time you come to the room, he has brought a girl to the room and he has made a tent. I don't know if you understand how We used to use bank beds. Somebody sleeps down, somebody sleeps up. And I was up and he was down. I never, bank bed, I never like to sleep down. My reason is very simple. If the bed breaks, I will want to fall on you. You don't fall on me. So from high school, I went to boarding school from high school to high school. From sleep up, up, up. No, if the bed breaks, I will fall on you. You don't fall on me. It's as simple as that. So I was up, this guy was down. Then he made a tent, which is he has put... Some of you have been in a tent before, anyway. I'm in a tent, a normal tent, a normal tent. I don't know what you are thinking. I don't know what you are thinking. My God, my God, my God, my God. What are they thinking? He has made a tent. So whilst you are up... (laughs) <laughs> you can hear some, some sounds under you. It, it happened once. It happened a second time. I said, my God. <laughs> never and never again shall it be that a people. So the next time he, I came, he had made a tent. I said, wow, today is that day. Then I also started Look, the type of tongues I was using, anything that is standing will fall down. Yeah. So after a while, I was tired, there was silence, I did my everything, I got on my bed. Then I saw the bed is trying to move. Then I started again. I curse every witch, every wizard, every agent of the devil that has come to this room. May the Lord strike them with HIV. And every related viral disease. Hey. Oh, that night. It wasn't a simple night. It was like a battle for survival. Yeah. I I had decided I would not sleep. Yeah, this nonsense must stop. Yeah. Then I'll doze off. Then I'll I say, K mo pala po pa pe ke la. That was the last time. Yeah, that day, it ended. You are sitting in your room, and your roommate is almost always smoking Daha on you, and you are sitting there. You to speak some tongues on him. Yeah. Pray that the Daha has its total effect on him. (laughs) He's sitting there. He's as high as high school, and he's sitting there, and you're also sitting there with him. Anyway, let's go on my time. Is off. My time is up. We've got it close. We've got it close. I said, create an atmosphere. You can play some nice gospel music as you are there. I just want to be where you are. Dwelling daily in your presence. Take. I just want to worship. I don't want to worship from afar. Draw me near to where you are. I want to be where you are. Dwelling in your presence. Feasting at your table. Surrounded by your glory. In your presence. That's where I always want to be. I just want to be, I just want to be with you. Immediately you will see, as you can see, even the church, the atmosphere has changed. We have just moved from Galatia through fornication people into a godly atmosphere. That is the type of atmosphere that God will speak to you. If you don't create an atmosphere, God will not speak. Hey, Pastor Batni, I don't know all the songs that he sing in church. I don't know the words. Do you know the words? You don't know the... So you get it to play on your phone. Whether you are singing... When we come to church, we don't sing. They sing for us to hear. Whether you are singing or somebody is singing, singing is going on. God is being worshipped. God is being proclaimed. An atmosphere is being created. So you you don't know the words. You play it. It creates an atmosphere for you, which now allows God to speak to you. Yeah, it allows God. As, after you've created that atmosphere, then now you can get into the quiet time. You read it. Two keys quickly. Read the passage slowly. Think about it. And ask God to speak to you. God will speak to you. As you interact with God's word, you will see gradual, every day, just as the baby takes milk every day and is growing, you will see you also start to grow you will also start to grow. You will realize that you are not as fleshly as... How do you know you are growing? You will see, you will stop giving in to your fleshly demands. What do I mean? When there's a baby, as the baby, when the baby is little, the baby wants to wee, doesn't even tell anybody, Just be careful if your mouth is open at that time. They just fire straight into your mouth. If they want to poo, they don't care where they are. They just do anything. But as they are growing, Afterward, they say, oh, mommy, I need to use the bathroom. Then they, mommy, I need to use the bathroom. Then they go and pull. All these are signs that they are growing. When you are also growing, you start to see signs in your life. You feel like going to drink. Then you say, oh, no, not today. Oh, no, 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 today, no, no. You feel somebody, your friend comes. Oh, let's go and do this. And you know it's wrong. Immediately, you look at it and say, oh, no. Then you know that you are growing then you know that you are growing. It's Sunday, let's go to church. Oh, I feel very tired. I didn't sleep early last night. Oh, no, but I'm going to church. Then you know that you are growing. But when you are not growing, you feel tired, you sleep. You feel like sinning, you sin. You feel like doing anything you want to do, you do it. Why? Because you are a baby. But as you start to grow, you'll begin to have the strength to say no to this, no to that. I do this. This is the type of life I have. I won't be influenced by my friends. I won't be put under pressure by society. This is how I am a Christian. That's what I am. It takes spiritual growth for you to decide I'm standing on my ground. My prayer is that you will stand your ground as you grow in the Lord. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer quickly. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself a little as as we close. Pray and say, Lord, help me. I no longer want to be a baby. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me to develop a system. Help me to develop a way to read your word regularly that through it, I will grow. That through it, I will grow. That I will grow. I will grow. I will grow. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for every hand lifted here. Holy Spirit, Fail us. Your word declares that we will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon us. So we pray for that power of the Holy Spirit to come upon us to come upon us that we can obey your word and be doers of your word. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus name and everybody said "Amen." amen. Say a nicer amen. Wonderful, you are here this morning, maybe somebody invited you to church Maybe you came by yourself, but you know in your heart that if you were to die today You will not go to heaven I want to say, Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die Please pray with me, I don't want to go to hell when I die If you are here like that, every eye closed, every head bowed You want to go to heaven when you die Please lift up your right hand, I want to pray with you Lift up your right hand, I want to pray with you Lift your right hand. I want to. Pastor, I want to go to heaven. I don't want to play a game. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift your right If you have lifted your hand, lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to pray. If your hand is up, come to me. I'll just pray with you quickly. My sister, come to me. My brother, come to me. I'll pray with you quickly. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Living Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kretzoff Street. Peter Madison or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.